Welcome to the Wasting Time podcast. We're up to what I think is episode 35. I'm your host, Chris. I'm here with Nick. How's it going, Nick? Good, man. Good, man. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I guess uh, this is uh, the last podcast of 2019. It's um, almost Christmas, man. That's crazy. Almost Christmas, yeah. I haven't even got my tray um, up yet. That's really bad. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah you, you're... Because at the time of recording, we're on the 17th. That's You're leaving that quite late. When, when are you planning to do that? Maybe tomorrow. But I've been saying that for the last okay. week. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, put, I'm, I normally put mine up around this time, but it went up on the 1st this year. Very good. Well, you know, you're all settled <laughs> down now with, with, with the lady. Fiancé. Fiancé now. Yes. Yeah. 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 Congratulations, yeah. dude. Thank you, thank you. That uh, sounds strange to hear still, but uh, <laughs> obviously, obviously, very nice to hear. Well, it's obviously been a big, big, big year for you, but I, I'd like to think it's been quite a big, big year for the for this podcast as well. Actually, uh, just kind of looking yeah, has. looking back on kind of what we've done and well, I guess well, since I joined in in March, it's it's pretty pretty mad. Yeah, yeah. I was I was just thinking about that on on my way home today because I think I think prior to this year the most we did in a year was 2016 where I think we did 11 episodes whereas we've done about going on for 20 just in this year and yeah like I say you you came on board in in March um and it was the first time I had did the podcast remotely and like we just kind of did that as an experiment and we had uh and we had zach savini as that first guest yeah uh which which was you know a pretty cool one to start with you know yeah yeah and we've you know we've done done incredibly well with guests fr- from from there on really i think yeah uh, absolutely as- like people i never thought we would have had on you know certainly you know at this stage in the podcast life so have you got a have you got a favorite episode from from this year then or? That's a very good question because um, I don't want to sl- like I've in- I- I've genuinely enjoyed every episode that that, that we've done in 2019. Um, but if I was to pick one, um, I really enjoyed the Max Collins as in that uh, was Mac- what I was V6. Say, <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was a yeah. It's a really really nice bloke. Some really cool stories. Yeah, just his stories, the way he told them. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just amazing. Like, if, but, if but, you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but, yeah, I go mean, on. Sorry. There, there's some other standouts for me. Obviously, Pete Munter's absolute legend. For, yeah, yeah, for allowing us to speak to him for a second time. Of and, um, yeah. You know, he's he's even offered more time to us going. Yeah. You know, in the future, with potentially looked at bringing some of his 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 friends in to to do something as well um, as music friends. And I really enjoyed that last episode with Marco from Sugar Cult as well. He's, I mean, to, to, to hear his stories about his, you know, touring life with Blink and Green Day and, you yeah, know, yeah. working, working in, you know, with Ryan Reynolds and Tara Reid, like, you know, <laughs> that's just, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. That, yeah, that was great. I could have, could have spoken to him for, for all night, basically. Yeah, like well, there's oh, like you know, have like someone as big as Kellen Quinn coming on the show. That was was super awesome. Yeah. Like I was just thinking about that today. How he gave us his time. Like that was pretty surreal. Yeah, and, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean Sebastian from on, Super Pla- Plan as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed Vin- Vinny Vinny Caruana was in Newcastle last week, and I, I missed him. I missed his solo show. I, know. I missed I missed him in London as well. I feel I feel bad feel about bad. that. 
Yeah, how's what would you say? I mean, Chuck being your kind of highlight of the year, anyway, on in terms of the kind of music scene. Anyway, anything really stand out for you? Or? Yeah, it's a, it's it's a really good question. Um, see, the, there's the, I've I've really liked a lot of albums, but it's it's really hard to. There's not one that jumps out. As yeah, well as like I think mind blowing. You know. Yeah, it's the same for me as well. I think there's not there's not really a record that really uh, that that stood out, but there's you know loads of great tracks. Yeah. That kind of run run throughout it. Yeah, like what? The, what about songs this year? Then what? What have stood out? Some good songs that you've enjoyed. Let's, I tell you let's, what, let's I, it was massively level. disappointing for me this year was the simple Cre- simple creatures project. Oh, uh, okay. No, no disrespect to Zach, of course, who no, produced that. No, not at all. Just not my thing. And I, th- I think, I guess, what you can, you, I, I guess, when you see those two working together, you, you I guess, you have something. Uh, and a, I guess some form of expectation in your head of, of what it's going to be. And it, I guess it, it just yeah. really wasn't what I was expecting or really wanting. Yeah. Um, but Blink, Blink put out some good stuff as well. Um, a couple of, couple of their new tracks I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, a few, you know, a few other little bands. Um, Grace, I really liked a couple of the, the Grace, the Grayscale tracks that came, came out their album this year. Um, I've just thought of a, a, a song that was, it was a really good single, I thought. Bit bit left field, but um, mentioning Zach again, it made me think of it because he produced it. But you know that Machine Gun Kelly and Young Blood Travis oh, Barker yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was ace. <laughs> yeah, cool. No, I mean, I, I mean, Interrupters. I've really enjoyed following this year because they've really um, kicked on. I know they brought out their their kind of that, that last album in 2018, but um, yeah. I guess we've we've watched their 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 rise to. They're real, yeah, you know, rise get bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah, Menzingers. Still, still want to get Amy on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah Menzingers, yeah. Obviously, uh, for, a former guest. Uh, that was I a mean, good album, I thought. Yeah, again, I mean, they're another band for me that, like, just some great some great tracks, but, you know, I'll, full album, you know, wouldn't probably, um, you know, listen to. But um, yeah. I love, love the After the Party track and Anna and... Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I guess Slam Slam Dunk was decent this year. A bit, a bit disappointed uh, the lineup so far for next year. I'm not really, I'm not feeling it for next year. You know. Yeah, no, same. I mean, to be honest, I'll probably end up going. But at this point, I haven't got a ticket. Um, yeah, I wasn't, you know, headless from last year. wasn't quite excited. Um, no, I think it was a really. I guess it was a really strong lineup last year, especially for for maybe kind of our our age group kind of era of music. Cause they had a lot yeah, of yeah. a lot of those. 2000 bands didn't they you found glory had brought out their their next screen screen is screen to stereo on which was uh oh yes yeah good fun yeah yeah and apart apart from slam dunk this this year just go on the other shows that you I've were been, at that i've been terrible with shows this year been really bad which i think you know i've got a terrible memory as well so you really you're really, oh, yes, test, yeah. you're really testing me guy. yeah i'm just saying <laughs> if i've seen any show been down and seen any shows with you this year i don't think i have you know Am I come to London this year? No. Yeah, the, I think the the only time I've seen you in person this year is when we did the uh, Chris Messer from Show Off episode because you you were in London and we were in the same room for that episode. I don't think I've seen you since then, mate, like, in person, yeah. which feels really weird because obviously I have to speak to you quite frequently. Yeah. Oh well, we'll have to we'll have to right those wrongs and um, see what the gig calendar looks like as a uh, yeah line something up and definitely, mate. Definitely. Is there anything more immediately in the in the new year that that's in your in your diary no there's things that i want to go to like interrupters anti-flag but i haven't got tickets i've been been 
yeah, haven't been on that enough. You, really. We're gonna have to start trying to get some sort of privilege podcast privileges with these guest lists because you've got a wedding <laughs> to save for. I need to pay for my yes, travel to London. True. Like we need to start yeah. to exercise. I can't. I can't just be. Go- can't be just doing access all areas for the Elvana gigs, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> a little reference to to an old bandmate of mine and Nick's who's in in an Elvis fronted Nirvana band who kind of hit the big time. Google them if you haven't heard of them. Yeah, um, but shout Forum, out to them because they're lo- yeah they headlined Kentish Forum at the weekend and they did a great job. So shout out to those yeah. guys because they're yeah. old friends of mine. Um, Fair play. But yeah, we've got Menzing as a, a, a rover in what February time or something. So that's February. Well. Let's um, let's get on the DMs to uh, Tom May from the Menzing. Tom May and it. line up that <laughs> guest list, and I'll um, I'll book 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 my travel down to London, and then we can get nice, we can try and get them in uh, try and get them in person for for uh, another yeah, another episode. Be, there you go. That'd be that'd be great fun. Yeah, let's try and organise something like that. Uh, li- listen, mate, I'm gonna have to let's let's get into introducing this last episode of the year just because uh my fiance behind me is uh we've got food coming on the way and she's pointed out it's four minutes away so i'm sorry <laughs> to cut this short but <laughs> i'm uh, sure dear. most of the listeners will be keen to hear this okay last you interview. just you go and do what your fiance tells you yeah? <laughs> no let's 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 get into it anyway so we had um um andrew from the band felicity he's a good guitarist right chris correct yeah, um, from the band Felicity from Orlando, Florida, starting to um, kind of make big waves over there. And, uh, well, he's going to get into it in, in, in our conversation. So, um, I'll, I'll, yeah, let it roll. Okay, so today we are joined by Andrew, who is one of the guitarists in the band Felicity. How's it going, man? What's up? How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. Thanks thanks for uh, taking time out of your day to talk yeah, to no, us. Yeah, thank no, thank you guys so much for... Uh... Thank you so much for having me, you know, when you reached out and, and uh, wanted us to be part of the show. I was like, absolutely, let's do it. So I'm glad we could find time to make it happen. Cool. So so, so where where are you right now then? What, what, what part of the... I'm in Orlando, Florida over here in the United States. Sunny Orlando, Florida. It's about 80 degrees Fahrenheit over here. So it's like sweltering hot, uh, ready for winter, but it, it sell, seems to not have decided to come yet. Does it get that cold in Orlando, like normally in the winter yeah it gets a little cold but really not that bad i'm originally from maine which is way up way up in the north almost in canada and up there it's like freezing um you know six months of the year so i moved down here to escape the cold so now it's like when it gets to be like 50 or 60 i feel freezing but like when i go back home for christmas next week i'm gonna be like really cold that's like real cold yeah. up there so, so so are you all are you all from up that way or is it just you or so just me we're all kind of from around um none of us are originally born here in orlando we've kind of just made our way here for different reasons i moved here for grad school a couple of the guys moved mm-hmm. here for college a couple of the guys they their families moved here when they were younger um and then we all somehow found each other over the past five years uh to make this lineup of the band originally it was just damien and i uh our singer I met him and we started the band about five years ago. And then over the course of the years, a couple small lineup changes. But the core guys we have right now have been going on for probably three or four years. So, um, But we all are not originally from Orlando, all kind of transplants. So we're, okay. uh, we're just making it work. And uh, so far, so good, you know. As we record this, you've, you just had you played play the big show just a couple of days ago, right? Yeah. Um, uh, opening for issues. Like, uh, how, did, how did that go down? It was insane. Um, we've been we played uh, the House of Blues here in Orlando, which is at Disney World. Mm-hmm. We've played it a couple times. Um, we've been you know lucky enough to play it a couple times. 
um, where we've been able to grow to the size where we can put on our own show there. So if they have a free night uh, on a Friday or Saturday where there's no national touring acts, um, yes. they'll let you know local bands, if they get to a certain size, to be able to play there. So we've played there several times, kind of as like a local night where we've brought our friends and brought other bands we play with. And we've had some insane nights playing there. And it's always amazing having, you know, an absolutely top-notch professional venue allowing you to play a show there with, you know, us and a few bands we're friends with from the area. And those nights are always incredible. And they let us do free tickets or whatever promotions we want to do. So it's always incredible. But this was the first time that they had reached out to us where – they needed an opener for the show and they knew that, okay. you know, our track record and that we have played there several times and didn't give them ever too much of a headache. And people came out and saw right. us enough that they were like comfortable asking us, uh, you know, to, to fulfill this opportunity to open for the issues and Polyphia tour. And um, yeah. it was absolutely insane. The crowd was incredible. Um, have no complaints at all. Met tons of new people, made a ton of new fans who, who maybe even here in Orlando, but hadn't heard about us yet. So that was that was actually an amazing opportunity, and uh, I just wish I could go back in time and do it all over again. It's been a couple <laughs> days now, but I'm still like yeah. you still have that grin on your face after you've been at a really good show, you know. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. what I'm dealing with right now. Cool. And then is is that is that your last show of the year now, or have you got anything? That was our final show of this year. We actually um, just recorded a new album this past summer. So we've been okay. actually kind of behind the scenes working really, really hard this past fall and haven't been playing too many shows. We've only been playing, you know, local dates if they pop up. We haven't been on tour since um, last end of last spring um, because after the last tour, we went immediately into the studio. And now that we've been, you know, have the studio, we've been learning, um, learning the new songs and uh, working on all the behind the stuff, you know, that things that behind the scenes stuff that that go on with the new album so hopefully we'll be having those masters soon and we're going to start planning the release for that but that was effectively our final show of, of 2019 and you know i couldn't imagine a better way to, to go out than opening for issues yeah, at a sure. sold out hometown show at a house of blues at disney world like it doesn't get better than that for sure so is it just going to be a, a, a quiet christmas fun? yeah i'm going i'm going back home i think a lot of the guys are traveling but we have our last couple get togethers and practices this week and then we're going to all take a week off and from rehearsal and everything, and we're going to go um, to respective families and stuff for Christmas. I'm mm-hmm. going up to Maine. A couple of the guys are cool going to be ar- around Florida. And then um, once we get back, it's 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 pedal to the metal, full full gear ahead for for 2020. Cool. So 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 when when can we expect the this this full length? Then have you got any? Man, I wish I wish I I wish I could tell you we want to we want to have it out as soon as we can. But it's it's part of the whole process. We recorded it um, in June. And then we finished recording in uh, around September. We booked the entire month of June with um, Andrew Wade at the Wade Studio. He does, you know, Day to Remember, Real Friends, Neck Deep, Attila, Wage War, like yeah, all, yeah. you know, every band that comes through and wants it, yeah. uh, you know, really, really good rock recording comes yeah. to, to Andrew Wade in Florida. Like he's the guy. And he's from right here in Orlando, our same hometown. So we were, you know, lucky enough that a couple of years ago, when we did um, an EP called Brace Yourself, we reached out to him to see if he would work with us on it, expecting him to, to reject us because at the time we were just another local band. But for whatever yeah. reason, he said he would do it to his much probably too much to his regret because <laughs> now he's stuck with us. But uh, we've done two albums this is our third album with him. Um, the first two were EPs, but this is our actually f- first full length we've ever recorded. 
So uh, yeah, we booked yeah. the entire month of June with him. We're in there every single day, the month of June, Monday through Saturday, um, nine to five, just grinding with him, writing and recording this record. And then we went back in September and finished the bass and the drums. We'd love to get it out in you know early 2020, you know maybe by the summer at the latest, but definitely be on the lookout for it because I can tell you I'm obviously a little bit biased, but it's pretty badass. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we'll look forward to hearing that one. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, definitely get on it. So, are you gonna? Is, are you releasing that through a label or? Right now, right now, we we want to release it through a label. If, if it comes down to it, and we have to release it DIY, we will. Basically, yeah. with our last our last EP, we um, released it through Penultimate Records. Uh, his name is Jamie. He's based out of out of uh, Australia. He's absolutely awesome. Everything with that out with that EP exceeded our wildest dreams. We sold five hundred copies in the first week, which we never thought would ever happen. Um, being a, a relatively DIY smaller band. Um, got to tour the country, you know, when your Spotify listeners go from 400 monthly listeners to 50,000 over the course of a couple of months is insane. Um, you know, just the amount of reach we got from that was incredible. So we immediately booked time to record again and do a full length. And as soon as that all kind of happened, Jamie, unfortunately had to take a break from, from the label. So we were only on a one album, one, one year deal for that EP. So essentially, oh, we were just back to, yeah, so we were back to the point where we would love to keep continue working with him, but he's taking a break. So we're just moving forward and um, going to start, you know, when we get the master showing to some people and hopefully have some type of label support or backing for this next release. But if not, I mean, hell, we're, we're a very DIY-oriented band as it is. You know, we started in a garage and, you know, toured the country without any type of manager support and put out records without manager support. So we think that over the past five years, we've kind of learned our way around the industry. So um, if it comes down to it, we will, but obviously we'd love to have that, you know, su- that support and the representation of a, of a bigger label. So, you know, we'll see, maybe we'll have something cool to announce and we can, you know, jump back in with you guys in 2020 and have some cool stuff to announce and, and talk about it more. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool, man. I suppose like, obviously you, you reference like forming the band and stuff like so can we just take it back a little bit like to yeah like, talk about how that came together in 2014 so obviously you mentioned you guys are all from different places just you and the singer started the band first like when yeah. you started it was what like what kind of music were you listening to was it kind of were you kind of going for the sound that you guys well like currently have like or is it kind of deviated a little bit like for yeah, sure just, i guess like tell us a bit about these early those early days for sure. Well, when it first started, I, I'd always been in bands growing up. Um, my first band I started when I was, I think, like 14 in high school and played like, you know, school gymnasiums. And yeah. my musical, you know, as you get older through your teen years, your musical interests change and your musical tastes change. And, you know, you start, you know, started with, you know, classic rock and wanted to be Jimmy Page or Guns N' Roses or Metallica. And then I started getting into more mainstream rock music and everything and metal music. And when I finally, um, you know, had been in several different bands and moved to Orlando, Florida, and I moved here for grad school and I graduated grad school and I was like, all right, well, now that I have a degree, I'm going to start a band because that's what, that's what I've always wanted to do anyway. And now my mom will get off my case because I finished college. So, um, so I actually met Damien on Craigslist. He was looking for a band too. Um, and he had been in kind of the cover scene. So doing cover shows where, you know, the typical, you go to a bar, you play three hours and you get paid and you play only cover music and a lot of like nineties alternative type music he was covering. Just the stuff people at a bar want to hear. 
And he had kind of been fed up with that and wanted to start an original rock project. And that's exactly what I was, I was trying to do. I'd played with a couple guys around here, but also not being from this area and just moving here for school. Um, I didn't really know where to even start. So, you know, what any reasonable person would do, you go on Craigslist and, uh, I met Damien there and drove, drove across town and met him in his parents' garage (laughs) as all great relationships start. And, uh, we jammed a little bit and I was like, all right, well, this guy definitely has kind of like a 90s alternative kind of Pearl Jam, you know, Bush, Soundgarden type vibe. But I feel like if we if we push him a little bit, he'll be able to kind of <laughs> modernize and we can do something with it. We can do something with it. So we just yeah, started writing yeah. songs and I would, you know, we would definitely critique each, each other here, you know give me the harsh criticism of my songwriting and guitar playing. And I would give him the harsh criticism of how I thought, you know, he was singing or whatever. And we kind of just performed this duo. And for maybe the first six months, we just wrote music and played the same six songs over and over and over again in his garage. And his dad, his, his dad was our biggest fan. He would come listen to us every day, practice and help us out. And then we were like, well, Hey, like, I think we got a foundation. Let's start auditioning some new members so we got our first our first lineup together and we played our first show maybe at like within like a year of, of starting. And mm-hmm. within a year after that, we were like opening a festival that had Fallout Boy in the lineup. Like it was crazy. Like it all just happened so fast. And we got to play nice. Orlando's Warp oh, Tour. Yeah. And like it just immediately as we got the right pieces together and 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 everything, it just started taking off. So um you know, we had a couple members come and go, but the lineup we have right now has been the longest tenured lineup. It's been about, you know, right. three, three or four years. So these guys have been through the thick of it. They weren't there for the beginning, but they've been here through all the growing pains, all the trials and tribulations. Our first tour when we have, you know, $20 to our name and we have to drive, you know, 800 miles overnight and, you know, everything you have to do when you first are getting started, getting your name out. So don't be wrong, we're still going through all those same growing pains and trials and tribulations. But at least now we have this group of guys who have been through been through the shit together. We can look at each other in the eye and say anything we need to say to each other without us getting offended or hating each other. You know, we're kind of gotten to that yeah. point. Um, so that's really when kind of the magic started happening. And now, you know, these years later, we get contacted, you know, to open up a, a show like we did a couple of days ago. And that's, that's what makes it all the hard work and all the grinding and worthwhile. And we're kind of at the part where like, you know, we'll see someone get like a tattoo of our band logo or, or a song of ours inspired them to get a tattoo on their body. And it's like, holy shit, why would they, I still think about being in that garage with Damien, just playing in front of his dad a few years ago, you know? So to yeah, see that growth yeah. and everything makes, makes it all worthwhile and, it makes the ride so much more fun, for sure. So, so where you have to having to kind of navigate your way around the, I guess the, the local scene in Florida before you kind of got. I mean, you talk about kind of yeah, bag and walk. No, for me. sure. What, what, what was that like? Kind of like uh, I guess smaller scene like in in Florida was there much much out there for you in terms of that style of music and smaller venues that to enable you to kind of get those those yeah. offers. You originally asked. I've completely circumvented that whole thing, but. You know, at the time when we first started the band, we were listening to a lot of early 2000s, uh, like, you know, alternative rock and emo rock and stuff like that. So Senses Fail and Silverstein and Finch and Taking Back Sunday and um, A Day to Remember was a huge influence for us, especially coming from here in Central Florida. So that's kind of where we started as far as our influences go. And 
things have come and gone and we started writing heavier music and we started writing, you know, lighter music. And it's kind of all just mismatched into kind of what we've become. And when we started the band, there was actually a good amount of bands in central Florida doing that same style of music. So it was very easy for us to play shows with these bands. But the problem was for us was a lot of these bands had lived here their whole lives and they have been playing together since high school or different members had been in different bands with each other over the years. So we were kind of like these outsiders looking in of like no one knew us personally. No one had ever heard of us before. And we kind of had to like kick the door in to get people to let us play shows. And then once we get it, you know, started getting some really good opportunities, then kind of sometimes, you know, jealousy creeps in. They're like, who are even these guys? And why are, why are these guys we never <laughs> yeah, even heard of yeah. playing this show instead of us? And so, so we've had to deal with that and, you know, just do our due diligence and network and make as many friendships and relationships as we can and maintain our reputation as much as we can so that people are willing to work with us. And now, you know, we know all these, all the bands in the scene and I've played shows with just about yeah. every band in the scene and um, then been able to grow outside of just central Florida and play Northern Florida and Southern Florida and get in. And now we've, you know, toured the whole East coast of the United States and gotten to do things like that. So it definitely was a, a challenge at the very beginning navigating those relationships but i think now it's kind of like we've kind of earned our right in and people accept us and um show us a lot of support and love so it's really great so so when did that um when did that first kind of local warp tour offer how did that come on the table i guess that was a pretty yeah that was i mean that was that was the days of of the battle of the bands the warp tour battle of the band sure everyone saw 500 people post (laughs) vote for my band vote for my band every single (laughs) day you know you, that's what we did. We played the game, and um, our first one we ever did was the first year we were a band in 2014. So we actually—it was a funny story. We started the band in like 2013, technically towards the end, but we played our first show in 2014. And I say that's like when your band is now. Now you're a band. When you play your first show, now you're officially started as a band. So we played our first yeah, show in April, and we played our first show in April, and by June. We have just, from April to June that year, we tried to play every single weekend. We just like, let's book a show every single weekend because we don't have music recorded. We don't have anything. The only way people are ever going to hear about us is if we go play shows. So by June, our bass player at the time had been like, yo, I signed up for this to be a hobby. I wasn't expecting to be playing shows every single weekend. So I'm out. And then within a day later, we got an email saying we won the Warp Tour competition for Orlando and we were going to (laughs) play... Orlando dates. So now we're like auditioning bass players and trying to figure out someone. But it was actually pretty easy when it's like, hey, do you want to audition for a band? Our first show is playing at Warp Tour in three weeks, you know? And you st- um, but at this point, you still didn't have, have anything recorded then? We, st- we, we had one rudimentary recording at that, at that point. Um, we recorded with our friend who recorded us for free. He was a, a, a recording art student, so we recorded it in his house. And Um, the recording wasn't great, but the song was there and, you know, it was enough to get people to vote for us for, for the competition and enough for them to be like, well, these guys clearly have their act together at some point, somewhat. So they let us do it. So, I mean, we, we played the first day, I think we played at like 11 in the morning, just like every rite of passage for your first warp tour. And you know, our first, yeah. So the first song we had maybe like 10 or 11 people by the end, maybe we had like 50 and that, even that was like absolutely insane. Um, 
And then we got to do it again in uh, 2016, and it was totally different. When we did it in 2016, we were going right before a yellow card on the main oh. stage. Oh, no. And so, like, we had the, your typical, like, warp Tour crowd, what you see out there. And that, and that was absolutely incredible. And the following year, in 2017, they did a warp Tour cruise, and we, we, got, yeah, uh, yeah. we won the competition to, to play that. So we got to be right. on a warp tour cruise ship playing like a mini warp tour every day on a boat with you know Good Charlotte and Mayday Parade yeah. and Hawthorne. like all these bands. Yeah. We we were yeah, actually yeah. we actually tried to actually go to that. We we uh, yes we we priced it up and uh, looked at flights. Uh, yeah, and it, it, was, it, it boiled it down to the actual, I guess the 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 guests of the of of the the cruise tour actually the accommodation was pretty poor for for lads in their 30s uh, yeah 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 because yeah. yeah, we're, we're sort of mid-30s and like for yeah, us yeah, that yeah. lineup particularly was just it like was perfect oh, yes yeah. everything that's, right I mean, that that was the way it was for me was like you know good charlotte made a parade uh yeah. hawthorne heights real big fish less than jake like it was insane so simple plan lit simple yeah, plan like, lit yes oh it was incredible and the cool thing for us was like we were we got to play it every day. We we played every day, and um, oh, story of the year was there. That was incredible. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, yeah. So, but at the end of the day, we were kind of still treated like just artists. So we were like rubbing elbows and getting to eat in the in the dining area. And the great thing is when you're on when you're on that when we were on that cruise was like these artists don't want to just like sit in their their bunks all day every day and there's only so many places yeah. you can go it's a cruise ship so like you're sure, walking to the yeah. bathroom and you're like holy cow that's the bass player for so-and-so band or you're in the <laughs> pool and it's you know the singer of mayday parade and his family they're hanging out in the pool too and playing with their kids and it's like it was just this weird that's community amazing. atmosphere where it was yeah. equal for everybody even the artists and all the fans were all just hanging out together and <sighs> and you don't have cell phone service and you don't have internet so no one's on their phones yeah. everyone's just enjoying oh themselves my God, and, that's and incredible. enjoying the music yeah it was awesome so they, they haven't yeah. done it again have they it's no just, no yeah. they're they, i mean everyone who went had the time of their lives and they've been yeah. pushing and pushing yeah. to have them do it again but i think it's more because it was still kevin lyman who was kind of the the of course the yeah. guy running the show yeah. and until he's ready to do it again um, you never know, but it was cool seeing him every night and he would get, he would get drunk and be out on the dance floor and everyone would be hanging out together. It was so much fun just meeting everybody and hanging out with everybody. Did they have emo night on it as well? Or something? Every single night, every single night closed <laughs> yeah. it out. So you had, yeah. it was pretty much yeah. like if all day was warp tour and you had bands playing all over the ship, there's probably like 10 stages something like that oh, and you had a band on every stage every day and oh, same thing like warp tour like bands overlap so it's like well i didn't get to see them today so i'll go see them tomorrow so probably yeah, from about yeah. 11 a.m until 8 p.m um it was just bands playing and then when it got dark at night it just became emo night until all hours <laughs> of the morning we, de we um, definitely need to go to the next one chris although, yes yeah, do not although, miss yeah, it. Nick, although chris has gone. just got engaged so i don't yeah. think i don't think we're gonna have the <laughs> financial ability yeah, to, uh, come to the next one. we yeah. got we were lucky enough we got paid to go on it for being an artist well, so we were like yeah, oh hell awesome. yes and we got all the pbr <laughs> you, you could drink and we got all the food we could oh, eat it was, it was a dream the coolest part about it was they did this um thing the final night of cruise where the final night was actually on Halloween. So uh, they did this kind of like, instead of doing emo night at the very end, they went everyone out to the main stage, which is on like the pool deck, this huge, you could fit like a thousand people out there. And um, yeah. this big stage. 
And they did it kind of like an open mic night where every band who played was given the opportunity to come out and play a song um, yeah. by an artist that inspired them who had passed away. So you could okay. come out and do, you know, someone like, you know, a band would come out and do Johnny Cash. And then another band, you know, another band would come out and do uh, Sublime, maybe, or like whatever band they wanted. Yeah. Nice. And we, yeah. we got asked to do it. And us being one of the younger bands there, um, this was right after Chester Bennington had passed away. So we're like, can we do uh, yeah, Lincoln Park? And they were yeah. like, oh, that'd be awesome, awesome. So we were like, we learned we learned one step closer. And we're like, all right, we're going to go out there, the final night of the cruise, <laughs> and play one step closer for everybody as a tribute to him. And as we were kind of networking and just meeting people on the ship, I, we met Dan Marsala from Story of the Year, the lead singer. And I was, we went to him and we were like, hey, man, like you're the only person here, as far as we know, that's actually been on tour with Lincoln Park. And he was like, yeah, my fir- our first big tour we were ever on was Lincoln Park, Hoobastank, and Story of the Year was the opener. And he said every night he would come out and Lincoln Park would let the lead singer of Hoobastank, the lead singer of Story of the Year, Dan, let him come out and sing along with One Step Closer to like help build them up. And we're like, well, this is what we're doing. We would love for you to come up and, and do this with us and do guest vocals. And he was like, hell yeah, let's do it. So not only did we get to do that, but like we got to have Dan Marsalis through the year come out and perform a tribute to Lincoln Park with us. And that was like every dream bucket list crossed off all at once for me, you know, it was incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that cruise was something we'll never forget. It was one of the funnest, definitely one of the funnest things we've done in our musical career for sure. So you say you were kind of one of the younger bands um, there. How, how old are you guys? We're, we range anywhere from, our, you know, mid 20s to 30. Like, so we're kind of in that same realm as you guys where we all have the, the, the crossover bands and influences of bands yeah. we like. Mm-hmm. Um, my yeah. favorite band of all time is Coit and Cambria, you know, um, but mm-hmm. we also, we also, you know, came up with the, the mid, mid 2000s and, and now, you know, modern rock and everything like that. So we have a good balance of, I think, youth and, and experience, which is what, what's helped us along because Corey is... Corey's in his uh, earlier 20s, and then uh, the bass player Mike and I are both uh, in our early 30s. So it's a nice kind of spectrum okay. of influences and experiences to, to where it really works really uh, really well. So you, so you talk about, I mean, you talk about doing the songs on Warp Tour uh, in terms of kind of those past kind of past artists. If, yeah. If, if you could bring a kind of, if you could tour with any band that isn't together anymore from the kind of, you know, that, that old 2000s. That era? <laughs> I mean, the, I think the easiest one would be, well, they're, they're just getting back together. But if you'd asked me a month ago, I would have said My, My Chemical Romance just because I've never gotten to see them. So getting the chance to see them every single night, I never like they never toured in my area or when I was really into them, they never they kind of got too big too fast to where it, I never got to see them in like any type of intimate setting or when they were up and coming. They were just immediately it after Black Parade came out. So but uh, they would be one of them. I would. One of the big, big influences for for Damien and I is is the band Finch, who um, okay, yeah. who are kind of in our minds like incredibly underrated in that scene. Um, so those would be definitely two of them for me. Hmm, who else? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Have... a lot of them are making comebacks right now, yeah, so it's there tough. Are. There are, yeah, yeah. We we've had quite a few guests on actually from those early kind of two thousand bands that yeah. are kind of making comebacks and. Uh, in some with kind of solo material and stuff like that, which is really cool. I mean, Story of the Year just had a big comeback this past year, yeah. and their new album's incredible. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, so that that would be another one. Like if they started touring full time, going on tour with Story of the Year, not only because you know we're huge fans of them, but they're probably the best. Like to this day, even seeing them on the cruise, the best live performance. Like they're still doing the synchronized backflips and jumping off the ramps and doing everything <laughs> they did, you know, twenty years ago. So yeah, yeah. Well, I've only ever seen Moon, the guitarist, do his backflips. Oh yeah, uh, when he's played yeah. with, when he because uh, yeah. he plays in Goldfinger as well. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, I don't know about you, Nick. I've never caught Story of the Year live before. No, have you ever seen no, them? I haven't. No. Yeah. If you guys get a chance, if they if they ever do it, like take advantage. It's like Moon and and Ryan doing synchronized backflips, and okay. Uh, okay. it's it's crazy. They have it down. Not only that, but they play everything flawless as they're doing it. I don't know how they're incredible. And Moon's you know harmonies with Dan, like it's it's such a great performance. Another incredibly incredibly underrated band, especially especially live performance wise. Cool. And have you done have you done many shows with them in terms of support then or? No, we've oh. only gotten to hang with them on the cruise. But I mean, no one knows this, but mm-hmm. Dan's actually because of the cruise and one because of our connection with him, he's uh, that would be one for our bucket list. But Dan's actually doing um, guest vocals on our new record, so oh, he's nice. one of the, the the guest artists. We have. Oh, so, that's, that's so really that's cool. that's another dream for for us is having him, you know, on imprint on our music forever too. So we're excited about that's that. That's amazing. Did you ever listen to his uh, side project? That um, the fuck, what were they called? The fuck, yeah, and uh, Did give, you ever listen fuck to off that? and dies, yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like it. hardcore. Project. They had some yeah, fun songs. Awesome. Yeah, no, they're super fun, and uh, it was like the same crew that they have on Story of the Year. They have is like the the band members of Fuck Offs and Dies are like crew members for Story of the Year. So they were all on the cruise yeah. too, just like guitar teching or or whatever. So I got to we got drunk and hung out with all those guys on the cruise. It was a lot of fun. Nice. Did, did you make friends with any of those other sort of? Um, the other, the other. I guess the the guy that was because you you never know what it's going to be like when you meet a lot of these people. Some of them yeah. are just either kind of more reserved and shy, or just keep to themselves. Like like a band like Good Charlotte, we had a, one really good long conversation with Benji, but then the rest of the, oh, nice. the crews that we just we didn't see them. He gave us some great advice. He talked to us. He answered questions, yeah. but the rest of it. They were just either with their families or just doing their own things. We didn't really see them. But, okay. you know, Dan's story of the year was amazing. We hung out for like just about every night with Matt, the bass player of Hawthorne Heights. Um, he was like the most down to earth guy we met. He would answer any questions if we were like, you know, tell us about your days with Victory and tell us about your, you know, um, the early days in the band and give us advice and, and ideas. And he came out and watched our sets and, you know, gave us some input and, just hung out and smoked cigarettes and took shots with us every single night after all the the stuff had winded down. So that like, those were probably the main two guys we connected with a lot and, you know, still could, could, uh, if we ran into them, could still go talk to them and they'd remember us. Other than that, it was just kind of like the guys who made a parade, just telling them how much they've influenced us and thank, (laughs) thank the guys for, for their music and seeing Bowling for Soup and, getting to joke around with them for a couple minutes and stuff like that. So obviously you got that, uh, obviously the re- the record in 2020, but uh, I mean, I guess what, what, what are your uh, uh, kind of touring ambitions for, for, for next year? Is it just yeah. go really hard with, with the record? And I mean, are you going to, I guess it would, will we see you over here at any point maybe? Yeah. I mean, we would absolutely love to. We actually had a, it was oddly enough last year when we, um, had our last album come out. We actually had a connection with X-Ray Touring, who's one of the biggest touring booking MCs in the UK. And they really wanted to work with us. We just didn't have kind of the numbers at the time for it to be logic logically work for us and logically work for them because, you know, 
how many people were realistically going to be pulled to these shows and they would have to sell that to the booking agent and you know us not wanting to burn our bridge our first time touring in the uk and have poor numbers over there so it was really just yeah. like hey let's meet back up when you guys are a little bit bigger and have your stuff your stuff figured out so that's kind of what the goal is for 2020 for us is we still as a band have had these great opportunities and these cool things and have grown a lot over the past couple of years but we still haven't even had a full-length record and we still haven't had a full-length record sure. through any type of major distribution or record record label so that's the goal is getting these masters um hopefully by the end of the month or early early in january and then um shopping it around finding a, a, the right partnership as far as management and label and then connecting back with with x-ray and you know u.s booking agencies and get out on the road as much as much as we can i mean we're good friends with the um the guys in capstan who are here um from here in central florida and they i, I we watched it all happen for them almost overnight where they signed with fearless they got on warp tour and then they were touring with silverstein and now they're touring with bayside and um their next tour is with with set it off so we've like seen it happen like how quickly it can happen. So it's just yeah. kind of, you know, getting the album done, making sure um, everything's good to go with it, and then getting in front of the right people and then hoping it all falls into place. But either way, we're going to be grinding as hard as we can this year and just plan on playing as many shows as we can and in as many places as we can. So hopefully the UK is part of that that picture because that is a huge dream come true for us to go over there because we know our genre of music is, is, it does really well over there and the fans are incredibly passionate yeah, and... Is there any particular UK bands that you like? Yeah. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say um, uh, when they were here recording with Andrew Wade, we made friends with Trash Boat. Um, those guys oh, really? are awesome. Okay. Yeah. Got to go out drinking yeah. with them. That's I advise against that for anyone because they don't have an off switch. They go hard. Um, I really love. We really like as it is. Is a great great band, and obviously Creeper is phenomenal. And I mean, a dream band Neck Deep obviously would be probably a dream as a band yeah. in the scene right now that's that's absolutely absolutely um i yeah, think they're yeah. phenomenal live they have they're great because they speak to like a really modern fan base but their music yeah. translates to the you know the same interests and genres that we grew up loving i feel like they're kind of have that universal sound that's still keeping it alive today so those are probably three i'd say as it is trash boat creeper and neck deep are probably my my four favorite uk bands in the scene right now what about outside of the uk scene any any kind of favorite favorite records from from this year in 2019 oh man yeah i mean crazy spectrum i mean i really got into the new ice nine kills album especially because i'm a huge horror horror movie fanatic so the new ice nine kills album is phenomenal um getting to getting to watch and support the guys in capstan i recommend if anyone hasn't listened to them yet go check them out they're very cool kind of like more modern punk version of Silverstein in my opinion and their amazing okay. songwriting. Um what else from this past year? It's been, it's already over. It's so crazy this year is already over. Um been listening to a ton of Real Friends. Um their last album was phenomenal. Um I just went to a show a couple of weeks ago. Who did I go see? Oh, I went to the Day to Remember show. Um they did like four nights in Orlando cuz it's kind of their hometown area. So I'm um, super excited for their new album coming out. It sounds like it's going to be incredible. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been rock, rocking out to lately. I guess I guess for you guys, I mean, it very much sounds like you just got to got to bide your time a little bit and just be patient and wait for the right right things to come along in the, in the new year. Um, yeah, well, I mean, what what will you do? What will you do in between then? I, I guess you'll just kind of be working working jobs and stuff to. Tie yeah, so up. we all believe it or not, like we all still have. 
Uh, I mean, a lot of guys, uh, bands our size and even a little bit bigger than us, they still have to have find, find day jobs. So we've luckily kind of navigated of our, our careers around the fact that finding careers that can support it. So a couple of the guys in the band are, are actually teachers. So they get huge vacations okay. in the summer, the winter, the spring, and around Thanksgiving. So we kind of book tours around their, their time off. And I do internet marketing, so as long as I have a laptop, um, I can kind of work from anywhere. And same thing oh, with our other guitarist, nice. guitarist Corey. So we kind of just set it up so that if opportunities come, it's not too hard for us to drop everything and go and go take advantage of those. But still, when we're home, we can keep ourselves busy and, and continue to support our lives and everything like that. So um, we're very fortunate in that sense because we see bands who, when they're not on tour, they pretty much have no income and it, it becomes in- incredibly hard, especially if you're growing up in a coming band where you're not really cash flow positive most most of the time, especially being on, on mm-hmm. tour as a as the the smallest band on the bill. You're kind of just really hoping you're you're getting pay, that paid in that exposure and that new fan base, so that next time you come out, more people come and buy merch and and we'll go listen to your music and stuff. So that's kind of where we're at. We're definitely biding our time. And um, 2018 and 19 were absolutely inc- incredible and crazy and busy because we had that release and got to do all these tours and opportunities and this year was kind of like a step take a take a step catch our breath and get ready for the next chapter which was our first full-length record we had never done a full month studio time we've never written that many songs at once and also we looked back at everything we've done in the past and said all right well what can we do differently because if we're gonna be investing all this time and money into studio and recording and we really yeah. believe in this, then like, let's do something we've never done before. Let's go out of our comfort zone and let's not just do what we hear bands we're like, we, we enjoy are doing. Like, let's try to do something completely unique to us. Can you give us any hint of what some of that stuff might sound like? Yeah, or? oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, we've been, we've been so antsy about it. We've been trying to learn the material. I mean, we, we, we wrote it and then in the studio, we kind of rewrote it and then re-recorded it. But we've been kind of, forcing ourselves to like remember and learn with what we have how to perform these the new material so we've actually like played one of the new songs sunday at the issue show just to see if we could do it you know and came out great got a great response but we definitely uh, wanted to um you know not really change our sound but expand upon it um work in more modern elements more pop elements a little bit um we still have our heavy side we still have our very pop punk side but then there's like everything in yeah. between mishmashed um i think what you know a lot of bands are doing these days is kind of looking at what's popular more mainstream and trying to incorporate certain elements that make sense into what they're doing so we yeah. did that like we didn't just sit around listening to you know um, a day to remember we just didn't sit around listening to the, the same old bands we listen to every day we listen to a lot of you know post malone and things that we may really enjoy that may not be in our genre and thought like, well, how can we just incorporate maybe some small elements of this stuff into our music? And um, when you're working with someone as brilliant as Andrew Wade, he's able to really convey those ideas and, and um, facilitate it for us where we, we were definitely uncomfortable, but he pushed us to where we made it work. And now we listen to it and we're like, this is actually really cool. And it, and it's nothing we've ever done before. So, um, very excited about that. Very excited to get it out and for everyone to hear it and uh, see, see where it takes us. Cool. Look cool. forward to hearing that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I guess that feels like quite a nice place to wrap up. So uh, cool. Very cool. I guess we'll um, yeah we'll keep our ears to the ground and uh, and see what what kind of lands next year. And I, I guess hope to see you over 
this this side of the water. In, in, yes, in, that would be in incredible. Year or so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Get you back on the show, maybe even in person next time or something. Yeah, yeah. no, that'd be incredible. Yeah, let's make that happen. Cool. Well, nice we just want to, yeah, thanks so much for your time, Andrew. It was really, really of course, anytime. And, and, and thanks for having me. Of course. Have a good Christmas, New Year's, and all that. And uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on what, what's coming out of the Felicity camp. Oh, one more question before we go. I meant to, sure. I, where, where did the name Felicity come from? Oh, okay. <laughs> I my so, yeah. To ask and then, yeah. I know, right? We get that, we get that one a lot. It's one of those, yeah. I always tell a story. It's kind of, it's kind of one of those things where when you have, you know, five grown men in the, uh, in a room and you're trying to name something you're putting hours and hours of work into and to find something that yeah, all pin. five guys agree upon. And there's not one person who is like, I absolutely hate it. Um, it's next <laughs> to impossible. So when we yeah. first started the band, um, we were just all shooting ideas and two people out of five may like it. And then, and then maybe you have one where maybe four out of five like it, but that one, that one fifth person absolutely hates it and was like, I will not be in this band if that's what, whatever. <laughs> so Damien came up with the idea and he came up with the idea Felicity and we're like, well, what, what do you mean by that? And he goes, well, it's kind of a synonym for, for happiness. And I interpret it as do what makes you happy. And for me, that means making music. And we were like, I don't hate it. It makes sense. It has, it's, it's about positivity. We hate, you know, so many, you know, we're not, we're not a, we're not, we're very much a, a very positive minded band and have positive outlook. And our, our music messaging is tries to have a positive outlook. Um, so it just made sense for us. And none of us hated it. Like none of us were like, I don't, I dislike it. <laughs> so we're like, whatever, let's go with it. And you know, you, you come up, you come up with that name in order to play your first show for five people. And then, yeah. Now, years later, I look back upon it and I was like, I forget that that's even a thing. Like, I just, you just go with it. It's like, I wonder what Godsmack, th- now you don't think like Godsmack, that's kind of a weird name that you're just like, that's actually just, it's just Godsmack, you know, or Bare Naked Ladies. Like at the time, it probably seemed weird, but um, it was just one of the things that like, it all felt natural to us and we loved what it, what it stood for. And now the fact that people are able to enjoy it enough to, you know, get it tattooed on them or get our lyrics tattooed on like that's incredible to us so um it means a lot to us and it means a lot to to to, to a lot of people too so uh that's kind of the origin story of that cool all right on that note thanks yeah. again, man. no absolutely thank you guys for having me